cool save chicks it's your girl day i'm denisa this is lauren and i'm ayana and you're tuned into saved girl, girl secrets hey guys hey girl hey, hey. <laughs> all right so apparently mother's day is upon us wait and yes. i mean we i think that it's only right that we do an episode for our mothers you know yeah i mean without yep. them we wouldn't be here so um, we thought it would be really cool if you guys heard just a bit about our moms and then, you know, us kind of talking about some of the greatest lessons that they probably taught us. So who wants to start out with their mom's story? I think it would be right. Like, what if we just introduce our moms first and then go that go from there? Like, we can all share a little bit of background about our moms, where they're from and, you know, go from there. Okay, I think that's cool. So who wants to start? I I can start. I can start. All right. So my mom, her name is Sandra. Uh, She is, uh, what, how old is she? I'm 34. So she is 64. Um, She is a mother of two. My brother and I have an older brother. We are about 13 or so years apart. Um, My mother's originally from Trinidad and Tobago. Um, she is married to my wonderful father of 30 plus years. Um, yeah, she's just, oh, she's retiring this year officially. So yeah. And you know, so that's my mama and I love her. Hey Sandra. (laughs) Hey Sandra girl. (laughs) Oh, I guess I'm going next. So, um, my mama, my boo, my baby girl. Her name is Deborah. Deborah Denise. Uh, she is originally from North Carolina, but she kind of grew up in New York and North Carolina. She was kind of sp- I could totally yeah, see that. She's spoiled. She yeah, I could back and forth the whole time. That makes so much sense. What you mean? <laughs> I mean, her mama got that urban flair, you know, that New York vibe. Yep, she does. I could totally she definitely see that. I hate that y'all saying this because when she listens, yep. she's going to be like, yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I always joke and we always say, like, you know, like, God knew what he was doing when he put us together because that is literally my girl. And he knew that I needed to be an only child and I didn't want to hear her. But um, she is... She's really dope. She's very honest, very straightforward. You know, like, I don't act unless I really want to know the truth, okay? So, mm. um, yes, I appreciate her. I love her. She is, um, I guess I can say what she employed, you know, I guess. I mean, she works for the USDA, so she's a food inspector, but she's amazing. Okay. It's funny because every time I hear about food inspectors, I always think about who can play that game. Is that is that, that movie? Where she was? No, Deliver Us from Eva. Oh, Deliver, Deliver Us from, from Eva. Eva. Both of them had what yeah. she yeah. had, though. Yeah. Every time I hear that, that's what I think of. And I, that's probably not even how your mama be or what she do. But that's it's me. not because they're, they're health inspectors, not food inspectors. They're two different, but people think they're the same. I used to think they were the same to you. I still don't know the difference. <laughs> One is overall health. One is right. Like food. some the health literally go and inspect like restaurants and for the health of Are they the ones who give the people the letter in the yes. number? Yes. Okay, That's okay. what health inspectors do. Food inspectors actually check like raw poultry, beef, like different types of things like that, where they check the physical food before it gets shipped out to grocery stores or you know, those types of things. So your mom is a food inspector. Right. So which one adds the the score on those on those pieces of paper that you see in restaurants where it'd be like 98? Health, the health that's inspector. That's the health. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Got it, got it, got it. I should have done that's that. That's cool. Look at you, Debbie. Look at you educating the people. Hey, girl. Yes. <laughs> okay, Lauren, here go. All right. So my mom is the Lanita Wells. Oh, my God. Sis Wells. Sis Wells. You know, I've never known her first name. Oh, really? Name, yeah. 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 A lot of people don't call her by her first name. Um, but, you know, of course, she's born and raised in Dula. <laughs> oh, my <goodness>. She is a PK. Um, so that was interesting dynamic because that automatically makes me a PGK, is which true. is a different <laughs> is a different dynamic. Um, she is retired. She is a mother of two. So one is being the 
awesomest child ever. <laughs> and then, Lord, and, then the, <laughs> and then the other one being the okay child. My, I'm just kidding. No, he's awesome too. My brother, <laughs> um, she's married to my dad. Yo, when Ayana said the number of years that they were married, I know she's going to be so mad at me because I do not know. But I do, either it's like they've been married to uh, either like late 20 years or early 30s. I can't remember. I know they're going to be so bad at me. Mm-hmm. But uh, they've been married a while because <laughs> I know they dated. They dated for a while. They were married so, a while. Yeah, they they were, they were um, prom dates. So. I, yeah, oh, I didn't know that. definitely. Yeah, they've been in each other's lives for a while. So, um, and so, like I said, she's the mother of two, but the godmother to many. She will adopt a godchild in a minute. She loves you. She'd be like, oh, you're my godchild. Oh, I, I, yeah, I like it. You're my godchild. And so, um, it's so funny, like on Christmas, because all the godchildren got gifts underneath the tree. I'm like, okay, now which one is mine? Which one is my <laughs> gift? Your actual child. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's my mom, and you know. That's what it is. Well, I guess I'm last, right? Um, so my mother, my mother, my mother is Vanessa Maria. Um, she and my dad have been together since 10th grade. They've been married a year longer than I've been born. So what's that? 33 years they've been married. Um, she has three children, me, Kirk, and Deontay. And um, yeah, what else am I supposed to say about Vanessa? Whatever you want to say. She's in there. Oh, oh, she she's from? She's from D.C.? On the front lines. Okay, she's from D.C. She is a nurse. She's been a nurse since before I was born. Um, she's actually working in peace right now, which is really interesting. She got shifted when all of the COVID stuff happened. They actually moved her into pediatrics. So she said she actually does not like it. So I thought that was very interesting. <laughs> um when she was pregnant with me, she actually worked in geriatrics, which is older people. Yeah. And she worked a night shift at Washington Hospital Center where she would like roll older people over and like change them and wash them and stuff like that at night. Um, so that's how she started as a nurse. So I thought it was very, very interesting that now that she's older, she's working in peds. So that's Vanessa. So what's some lessons, guys, that you guys have learned from your mama? Hmm. Um, my mom comes from a very, very large family. Um, I think it's like seven, seven of them, brothers and sisters. And even though she, you know, had so many brothers and sisters or whatnot, my mom is very independent. Um, she is, um, she's a firecracker Mm -hmm. and I, it's, I laugh, I laugh because I see a lot of Mm -hmm. it in my daughter. Um, (laughs) they are born around the same time. Um, my daughter is February 20, what is it? 28th. I'm sorry, y'all. Cause that leap year crap. (laughs) Um, and then my mom is March 11th and listen, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> them two right there. I'm like, this is funny, but um, she's very independent. And my mother really instilled that in me a lot about being independent, no matter what, um, you know, taught me a lot of things to, you know, especially as a young lady, I definitely appreciate just even the simplest things that she taught me on, you know, how to do certain things as a woman for myself and hygiene. And, you know, it was so much that, I, you know, you can take for granted because it's like, oh, you're supposed to know those certain things. But growing up and then seeing now, even as a a young adult, you know, teaching either other young adults or high school students or whatnot, and seeing that they don't know certain things that I thought was uh, common sense or everybody knows that it's like, dang my mama really put some stuff in me that everybody Mm. don't know. So um, just really independence, thinking for myself, speaking up, um, you know, I guess always living in my truth Mm. in some type of way, like, you know, being true to myself, no matter what, like, that's one thing I really appreciate about my mom and what she's taught me. What about you, Denisa? I was, you know, there's, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> like, I know when we said we were going to do lessons and stuff, there's like 
a bunch of things. A yeah, bunch, right? Just so Come much on. to like pop mm-hmm. yes. And then yes. when Ayana said that, you know, like Haven reminds her so much of her like my mom always tells me that, you know, and like my family, they're like, Oh my gosh, you remind me so much of your grandma. Oh my god, your grandmother was exactly like this. And I lost my grandmother and I was really young. Mm. I was like five or six. So I remember her. We have great memories. Um but it wasn't like I had her majority of my life. So when I hear people say it, it's always so interesting. If it, like I have traits from her. But what I will say is um, my mom's like, uh, you know how you have like favorite cousins, right? And you get so excited when your favorite cousin is coming in and you want to hang out with your favorite mm-hmm. cousin. My mom. Yeah. Legit, and I feel like my mom is everybody's favorite cousin <laughs> because you know, uh, like mm-hmm. you know, every time she comes around or whatever, everybody like lights up and everybody loves my mom. You know, so I was fortunate because of that to have, you know, tons of relationship with a bunch of cousins because she's always going to see all of her family. So mm-hmm. I think what I learned most from her is it's like a, it's like collective. Like she's always herself, you know, and she's she like. She's so, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, she's always her, she, she to what Ayana said, she's very true to who she is, and she is very loving and nurturing, which I know I get from her. Um, so that's that's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say. I'm going to say, being true to who I am, which allows me to be confident in, you know, in the decisions that I make for myself and standing firm on it because I'm true to who I am. And, you know, that loving, you know, nurture thing that I have, I definitely get that from my mom because, like, love is like medicine, you know, like it just heals people and it helps people. So I've seen her do that my entire life. So those are, I can't pick one. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the cluster of what um, I'm going to say that I've learned from my, my boo. Aww. I think, I guess, probably similar to Denise. Is probably too many to just pick one lesson. But I think if I had to choose like one overarching lesson that has a bunch that stem from it, if that makes any sense, it would probably be just like honesty and transparency. I think my mom has always been the type of mom who, even when I was younger, would be like, just like, and she was a nurse. So it would just be like way too much information. Just like, okay, mom, I don't need to know <laughs> all of that information. And just super open about, well, just like, let me know. And if you need me to, you know, like, I just even like thinking about like being young and like, you know, having your first period and just all of that type of stuff. And it's like, well, let me come in the bathroom with you and show you how to, and it's like, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need you in here. I can do this mm-hmm. by myself. Um, but just very like open and transparent and just honest, like was always the type of mom who was like, I don't care like what you've done or how bad it is. I would prefer that you tell me and let me help you and not think of the ramifications. Um, Just always creating like this open space to be myself. And I think that as an adult, I realized more and more that like everyone's not raised like that and it has so many what's the word that i'm looking for um dang y'all my little vocabulary just be (laughs) but yeah but i think like i look at other people and i realize that they're handicapped in that area of being able to be open like as a Mm, person to be able to really be free to be who they are, to be free to like, you know, be transparent and share their struggles or do whatever. It's like super problematic for other people. And in my mind, at one point it was like, why is it so hard for you to just, you know, be honest? Or why is it so hard for you to just do X, Y, and Z? But I realized that the way that my mom raised me and the lessons that she taught me about not having any fear about being yourself or sharing how you feel or sharing how you think or what you've been through is something that's impacted my life in ways that I didn't realize until now. So I think that's the biggest thing for me. I think for me, um, one of the lessons I think my mom has taught me without even saying a word was just her level of strength. Um, Very similar to like your story, Denisa. Um, I actually never got a chance to meet my maternal grandmother. She passed away um, 
literally the year before I was born. And um, my mom always shares with me that her mother came to her in a dream to let her know that she was about to have a daughter because um, my brother's older than me. He's two years older than me. So she had already had my brother. Um, But she said she remembered just dreaming and seeing her mother and her mother was like, you're about to give birth to a daughter. Um, And it's so funny to hear people like around our community talk about my grandmother and correlate it with my mom. My mom literally looks just like my grandmother. And the older she gets, I hear people say she acts just like her. Mm. Um, And it's so funny because the older I get, it's like my looks are changing. And people like when I come back in town, people be like, oh my gosh, Lauren, you're now starting to look a lot like your mother. Um, or you're starting to act a lot like my mother. And sometimes it scares me because I see it, especially if somebody checked me the wrong way. Try that, <laughs> that need to come up in a minute. And I'll be like, Lord, where did that come from? You know, because usually I'm just pretty cool, calm and collected. But um, I just love the level of strength that my mom has had. She's literally um, a support system to so many different people. Um, and it's like the kind of support that um, before someone can even ask a word or ask can she help? She's already there, like making things happen, you know, adjusting things. And sometimes the situations are unfortunate um, because, you know, everybody has family and everybody has family issues. Right. So but I think it's up to those individuals like my mom, who is strong enough to say, OK, hey, what's the other what's on the other side of this? How can we get over this? And I've seen my mom do it time and time again. Um, and just like her level of wisdom to me has just been really, really impactful. Sometimes I'm going to be honest as a daughter, it could be a lot because it was like, I wasn't asking for your wisdom right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I need to to do this on my own. Like I didn't ask you for your wisdom. So sometimes that could be just a lot to take in. But I tell my mom all the time, I said, you know, it's not that I'm not listening to you. It's just at the end of the day, I still have a choice. And the crazy thing is, it's like, even when I'm making the choice, my personal choice, I still can hear my mother's voice, you know, even in the midst of that. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I just think I appreciate her guidance, her wisdom, her strength, like all of that wrapped into one and her swag. Like if y'all, if y'all talk about, oh, Lauren, you know, you're stylish. I get that from my oh, mama. Oh, I seen you in this suit in the dome, honey. Nina had on this black suit. Okay. Right. <laughs> I get that from my mama real talk. I saw one of, just, this is just an example. I saw one of the, um, my mom's pictures. I think she was like fresh out of high school. My mom had on a whole meat coat. I said, you can be in Florida. What are you doing? What are you doing with a meat coat on? But that was just her swag. She was hot. (laughs) Exactly. Literally. So, I mean, I just, it's so much that, like you said, Denise was like, it's so much I can say that I've gotten from my mom. But like when I try and wrap it all in one, like strength is just the biggest word that comes to mind for me. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I um, I think it's interesting. And I think we were talking about it before we started recording how, well, at least for me, I guess I can't speak to y'all. I guess I'll pose the question to y'all, so to speak. I feel like sometimes in the Christian community, especially like if you have a family that grew up in church where everybody knows your family or you have a family that's in leadership, that the mother and daughter relationship is strained at some point. And I think about like between probably the ages of 16 and maybe 21, 22, um, well, maybe a little bit before that, definitely 16 to 21, how... I just couldn't stand my mom. And it was just like, I felt like, you know, she did all this stuff for the church. I was at church Monday through Friday. And it was just like, I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to be my own person. And I looked at something that I wrote in my journal. It was a long, long time ago. And I said that um, a mother is literally almost like your first example of God in your life. Because from conception, a good mother sees you as who she knows you can be. And in your most trying times, when you're doing things that are completely contrary than who your mom knows you are or that you're capable of becoming, she still sees you as that. And that is what I think in that season, 
you know, cause me and my mom to bump our heads because she's saying, no, Sharday, like you are this. And I'm like, nah, I'm good where I'm at. I want to be, you know, the girl who goes to the club every night. And I want to be the girl who does this and the girl who does that. And I have a mom who's like, no, but I know that, you know, you're a woman of God and you're this and you're that. And you're business savvy. You have all of these things. And it's like a, a conflict between who your mom ultimately sees you as and who you're comfortable being in that moment. And I think when you have a mom that is a praying mom or a mom who has a very good relationship with God, when you're growing as a woman, it there there at some point there's like a confrontation, especially if you aren't in that same vein. So have any of you guys ever experienced that or did what I say even just make sense? Or was it confusing? No, definitely. It, I, no, yeah, it, it, makes, it sense. makes sense. It makes and sense. And I oh go ahead, Ayana. Um Yeah, go ahead. I'll go ahead. You sure? <laughs> okay. Um, I was gonna say, I feel like my um between those those teenage years and those young adult years was slightly different for me because I grew up, um, you guys know. My family is originally from Trinidad and Tobago. And anybody who is has grown up in a Caribbean or even an African household, we always joke about how, you know, the household is strict. So I feel like with me personally, um, I didn't I did have a moment. I won't say she I couldn't stand her. It was more of like she got on my nerves and stuff. But it was certain things that like I didn't have the young adult club experience because I was scared <laughs> hell of my parents. I was scared too, but I think back then it was like, I was like, oh, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? I got a car. What you gonna do? So, so I don't know what it just, I mean, I just, I never was able to step out and just just do it. You know, I, I wanted to, I tried to, I tried to plot, you know, but it just, I don't know. So I didn't have like those that that those type of experiences um in that way but i will say that you know our i do feel like our relationship was strained at you know at that age because i felt like you know i wanted to and even younger cuz i feel like i had some points in middle school like this is how strict my mom was at the time like when I was in middle school, I remember I wanted to shave my legs. And she, when she listens to this, she's going to laugh because her views are very different now. I wanted to shave my legs because I was like, my legs hairy. Like, and I'm wearing a skirt to school. You know, I don't want people to talk about me. And she felt that that was too mm. wrong. Also, my mom did the and same I was thing. Like, and y'all know what my legs look like. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. And like those those moments were like strain would strain our relationship mm-hmm. because I'm like, dude, like you don't understand. You're not out here every day getting made fun of for certain things or whatnot. Like I felt like it was like very little. Like how is that grown? Like that ain't grown. Like I just want to shave my legs. My legs really <laughs> just helped me out. Listen, but I can not shave till I was eighteen. So, <laughs> and y'all Lord, know what like, my legs girl, look like. Yes. Yes, like that's torture. Like I don't I I have a daughter and I'm like I would not I'm, I'm not going to do that to her. Like I can't do that to her. Like how can I sit there and be like, "Nah, you can't shave your legs till you get out of my house." Like are you serious? But um, you know, so I would say it was like it was definitely certain things that, you know, strained our relationship. But then like as I got older, I kind of understood certain things. And then, like I said, her mindset has definitely shifted because I feel like, you know, when I didn't grow up in church, like all, all my life, we started going to church when I was 10, 11, when I moved down to Atlanta and go and started going to the church that we, I personally still go to. And, you know, we all go to now. So, um, you know, so from 11 to now, yes, I've been in church, but before that I wasn't. So, you know, for, for me to live in New York and culturally ex- be exposed to everything and just, you know, all different types of music and all that type of stuff. And then we moved to Atlanta, they get saved and they mm-hmm. get holier than thou. I'm like, what are mm-hmm. you doing? You know? <laughs> so it was like, it was like, what what's going on? Like what happened to my life? You know, where it was like, you know, so it was like the, the Caribbean household and then the super Christianese household in one that I felt like just, you know, 
I was like, what are you doing? So I will say I did have some, some, some moments of of, us, our relationship being strained, but I, it was, I was scared. Like I said, I was afraid of doing certain things too. So yeah. When I hear your stories, it's so funny because I feel like mine is like polar opposite. And not not like polar opposite <laughs> meaning like because I did grow up in church, but we weren't like in church 24-7 all the time or anything like that. But like my mother was, I had freedom to go and do as I please. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm. it wasn't, mm-hmm. my mother was not strict at all. And I laugh and I joke with her all the time. I'm like, honey, you have no idea what I could have been out in these streets doing. <laughs> like I could have been out here just really out here, out here. You know what I mean? Like I had friends, of course, and they got pregnant at you know really young ages. We were in freshman high school, and you know, and ironically, that's who she thought you know in her mind were you know holier than thou type of friends. So we always joke back and forth. Mm. I'm like, you don't know how good you got it. Like you, you have no idea. And she always says, and she's Mm -hmm. like, no, you know better because you knew that that's not you know what I mean. That's not how you were raised. So I think for me. I could do, I had the freedom to do a whole lot of things, but I still didn't. I didn't, you know, have sex and all that or wasn't, you know, going to clubs and stuff like that when I was in high school or anything. But I did have those opportunities. But I think it was like an unspoken, like, there's like a standard that my mother holds me to. And there's, you know, and speaking of the standard that she holds me to, there's a standard that I hold her to, you know, like, that's my mother. So Mm -hmm. when I felt that the standard that I held her to that she wasn't making, you know, my mother is very gracious with me, very, you know, I can really do no wrong to her eyes, but for her, for, in my eyes, you know, there's a standard that I hold her to. So in my mind, when I felt like she wasn't meeting that standard, oh man, I was like critical. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was, Mm. you know, probably not the best daughter and my mouth was ridiculous, but it's cause I'm just like her, um, you know, and it was Mm. real slick and it was real foul. And the situation where she was dating who ended up she ended up marrying which was my stepfather and at the time you know like he had like a drug problem you know so in my mind it's like how dare you like you deserve better than this like how you gonna tell me Mm. to a standard of a b c d e f g you know what i mean but you i literally see you doing in my mind at the time something opposite than what you've spoken and you asked of me and how I carry myself and Mm. even how she carries herself. It was just like so conflicting. I was really struggling and it did cause me to like rebel, but not like, you know, looking for love in wrong places or anything, but you know, I, I wouldn't talk to her. And I, I remember I wrote a poem about the situation that actually got published. And I think it may have not really been the best type of poem because I did, you know, creative in my creative way. I was like, you know, like, how can you, how can you best? <laughs> oh, yeah, Lord. I know, right. It was a thing. And it's the big thing when you get published at 16, it's cool, but it's not when you talk about a situation that literally is your mother and your stepfather. Oh how, my God. Yeah. However, <laughs> however, Ooh. you know, like she moved to Georgia you know, I believe it was my junior or senior year in high school. And, it, and the conversation was, you know, like, I'm going here. She knew I wanted to go to college here. So I was, and she was like, you're coming. And I was like, oh, I ain't, you know, like, I literally packed myself. I moved out of the house. I moved in with my aunt and uncle. Like, I was, when I think about how I was, it was like, oh, my God. Like, how, the audacity that I had, right? But she was still gracious, still loving, mm. still, you know, and the way that God set it up, it was literally like, when I needed to come to college, guess what? Guess who was already here? Guess who already had a room? guess what I had everything she needed you know what I mean like it was just and it's like how dare now I look at the situation and on top of that it was even more beautiful for me to see you know like God deliver my stepfather from drugs and her have like a a happy healthy marriage you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and and when I was a younger child I didn't even believe in marriage because I didn't really see one that I wanted but literally because of my Mm. mother because she chose to you know listen to God and what he told her to do and her husband able to be saved. And then, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, like, out of that one situation mm-hmm. where I judged her so hard and I was overcritical, there are so many things that was, you know, that was blessed and birthed out of it. But during that time, Charday, to your point, um, I was. It was strange, you know? Like, I was, like, I keep saying, I was overcritical. I had a smart mouth. I was just doing the most. 
and then whenever you guys are saying like the club thing, when I moved to Atlanta and I turned 21, I was starting to go out and I was going out to the most ridiculous places, but I, it was the hoodest of places that you the, go to, the right? Yeah. The, I haven't even, I've been asking y'all to take me out in Atlanta. I ain't even been nowhere. I mean, I ain't been nowhere in years, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I've been here for six years. And you know what? I think I clubbed enough in my 20s that I'm good. I think that I reached whatever the capacity for clubbing is. I think you I think you get to that point. <laughs> you do and you I'm get good. to that point. I don't need to go anymore. When you moved down here, you were in a totally different mindset. So and yeah. the Lord knew that. Like, the Lord was like, she yeah. ain't moving down there right now. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, it's, it's, and they, I think about like literally, it's funny how like, I'm, I am where I am now, but it's like when I think back to like my like a Saturday in 2015, how I would like wake up and make breakfast and then read my Bible and then journal and then watch some sermons and then journal some more and then eat. And it's just like, yo, like I really went through like that period of time in my life. And it's just like thinking like if a person met me in 2010 and then saw me again in 2015. It was just like worlds apart. And I realized, mm-hmm. it's funny, I wrote, I think it was last Mother's Day. I think it was Mother's Day 2019. Like when I posted my mom on um, IG and I was like, it's crazy because at a certain point you couldn't pay me to consistently communicate with my mom. And now I talk to her eight times a day. And I was like, one mm-hmm. thing about them prayers, they be working. And it's mm-hmm. just like, I I am a firm believer, A, yes, that God definitely pursued me to get me to, you know, where I am. But also that I had a mom who at a certain age, it was like, don't lay your hands on me. Don't be praying over me and would come and like while I was asleep, pray over me, Mm. anoint my head with oil, anoint my feet with oil and just be doing just all of this stuff. Like, no, I believe that you are who God said you are. And I'm not going to let up similar to what you said, Denisa, where it's like, no matter what you were doing, she was always gracious, always kind. Mm. And I just think, I don't know. There's something about a good mother's love. That yes. Mm-hmm. You know? mm. It's so funny. When you, I'm over here cracking up. <laughs> when you talk about the oil, I remember as a child, <laughs> my parents, that oil. Listened, Pouring a whole oil bottle on me while I'm sleeping. Wake I'm up, oily. Right. I said, did she grease my step? What is going on? Listen, they be wondering. Then, That's they hilarious. don't just annoy you. You wake up and look at the wall. You see cross signs <laughs> all over the wall. Wake up, speak like, to what? Right. what is going on? It's not I'm a game. Crack it up. It is not a game. And yeah, I, you know what's so crazy? If I have kids, I would probably do the right. same thing. No, really. It's funny, and I and I'm hearing Lauren, and it's like the first thing I thought I was like, people would be asking me and Lauren how y'all how our hair grows so long, and it's like our parents, <laughs> right? The oil, okay, the oil. You better get you some hair raising hair room, pray over that. <laughs> it's yeah. annoying. Yo, that is so. Yes, funny. I just think. I mean, even for our listeners, I know everyone who's listening is definitely somebody's daughter for sure. But just mm-hmm. like, even to the mothers, like I'm not a mother yet, but just spoken from a daughter who was a horrible daughter for a period of time, like, don't give up on your daughters. Like, especially if they're in that phase where they're just like, I don't mm-hmm. need you. I know what I'm doing. You know, be like me and Lauren's mamas. Just, you know, pop <laughs> up, throw some oil everywhere. Like, those seeds, mm-hmm. they harvest at a certain point. And I think that, um, if you're a mom and you're out there and you're having issues right now, trust and believe. Like once I hit like 22, 23 and I was working, like I was taking my mom on vacation every year. I probably call my mom mm-hmm. eight times a day. When my mom don't reply to my text, I'd be like, hello. Okay. What are you, I what are you doing exactly. that is more important than me right now? Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm doing the same thing. That is like one of my best friends now. You know what I mean? I cannot imagine my life without my mom. Living in Atlanta while my mom is in D.C. is probably the hardest part about no. living here. Mm. So. I have a question. And Ayanna, mm-hmm. you can either go last or go first. I'm not sure. However, I'm curious. Because you are you're already a mother. <laughs> but I was going to ask, you know, like Sade and Laura. I do want to hear you also, Ayanna. But I'd rather you go last so I can... <laughs> 
you know. But what do you guys okay, aspire? Yes, okay. Like, Shorty, you just mentioned, like, you're we're not in motherhood yet, right? We're not mothers yet. But what is right. something that you want to take into motherhood that you have learned from your mother? Um, definitely her openness. This whole, my mom was always like, a, if y'all didn't met Vanessa, Vanessa is like no whole bar. Like, she gonna tell you how she feel when she feeling it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think just an openness. I definitely want to take that into motherhood. I want to be the first to show my daughter all of the things that somebody else out in the world could try to come and show her mm-hmm. before they have the opportunity to. Because I think that's important too. You know, to be the first one to talk to your child about STDs and, you know, you know, periods or, you know, wipe from the front to the back. Like, you know, all of those things. <laughs> you know, you should be the one to teach your daughter those things. And I'm as I grow and as an adult, I realize there are a lot of women whose moms did not teach them those things. They did not have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they're very mm-hmm. touch and go. It's a very surface relationship. And those women are out here figuring it out on their own yeah. versus, you know, their mm-hmm. mother telling them, this is what I went through. This is how I struggled. This is how you do this. This is how you budget your money. This is how you build credit. This is how, you know, all of those things. I want to be able to be open and be the first with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, this could be like a really touchy topic because, um, when I think about motherhood, um, first of all, I think about how, like a lot of my friends now are tapping into mm-hmm. that, into motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I'm not going to lie. It kind of scares me. Uh, and it's always been my prayer. Why does it scare you? Um, because I feel like. There's a part of me, there's no, there's no manuscript to motherhood. Mm. Mm. And so I guess there's a part of me that's just like, I don't want to get it wrong. Like, I don't want to, I don't, and I know that I know I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself, but, but it's just like. As you're talking, I'm sorry, and I don't mean to keep cutting you out. I, as you're talking, it's, okay. it's like, I feel like I'm like, ooh, I'm like that. That is so Lauren. Like, you are very much like a person where it's like, if you're going to do something, you're going to be the very best at it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to read the right. manual and you're going to put it together just like the rules tell you to put it together. Right, right. You're gonna follow the schematic and you're like, if ain't right. no schematic, I don't know about this. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's me. And I guess that's why it's always been my, honestly, it's always been my prayer that when that time does come for me, I have my mother. Because like I said, share earlier, when my mother had me, her grandmother had passed away. I mean, her mother had passed mm-hmm. away. So I, I didn't have a maternal grandmother. But mm-hmm. I feel like, and thank God, we have an aunt. She actually just passed away last year. But she was like my grandmother to me on my maternal side. She actually looks just like my mom. That was my grandmother's sister. So they looked a lot alike. And it just, it felt like, even though my grandmother wasn't here on earth, it felt like I still had her. Mm. Um but I felt like because my mom had my aunt in her life, she was able to, um, I don't know, it was just a lot of stuff they could tag team on. And so mm-hmm. when I think about motherhood and it's kind of like what Sade uh, was saying about having a manuscript and, you know, this is what you need to do. Step A, step B, step C. I would love to have my mother there because <laughs> I feel like she would help me in that. She'd be like, uh-uh, baby, this is step A. Yes. And then when you do step A, then it's step and I And like my friends share with me, they'd be like, okay, Lauren, even with you having your mother there, you still have to figure things out on your own. But I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes it just feels like you have that safety net in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is your mom. And I feel like we all we all kind of feel that way because it's so funny, Sharda. You was talking about, yeah, when I have kids, my mama is moving to Atlanta. <laughs> I have already talked to her. Yeah. No, I'm not this kidding. This is not a game. <laughs> yes. This is like, right. it's non-debatable. Like, <laughs> right. in the wedding bag, it's like, you know, my mama need to have her bag too. We is going to this hospital together. <laughs> right, absolutely. And it's so crazy. I've said the same thing to my mom. I was like, I don't know if you really like Georgia a whole lot, but you're going to be moving here for at least five, five or six years. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. we'll get your property here, you know. Listen. But <laughs> but um for me, it's like when I think about motherhood, it's just it could be 
it's I know it's a beautiful thing, but it's also scary because it's like now you literally are responsible for a life, a whole person, mm-hmm. a whole person's life, you know, and it's like you don't want this person to mess up. You don't want this person to not be the best, you know, that they could possibly be. And um, and I know like one of the big things in that is, of course, like connecting them to Christ. That's always the same, yeah. regardless of if you have a yep. mom or not, like it's always through Christ. But it's just like. Man, when I think about human-wise, what can I do? <laughs> it it, it mm-hmm. low-key low key scares me. Yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. like, I want to be able to give my child literally the world. Yeah. Right. You know, I want to mm-hmm. be able to afford things for my child. I want to be, if my child says she wants to get into pageantry or cheerleading, I want to be like, yeah, baby, I got you. Don't worry about it. You know, but like little stuff like that, just it. It yeah. scares me in a way because it's like, dang, like, will I ever be enough? Woo. <laughs> mm. That's it. It's like, will I ever be enough for this little human that I've, I'm responsible for giving birth to or bringing into this world? And then when I think about the world and I, yeah. and it's so yeah, funny, not, not, yeah, yeah, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to pull out no Drake, but Drake was like, I wasn't hiding <laughs> my kids. Listen, you, you didn't mess this line up enough <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was hiding the world from a kid. <laughs> it's true though. It's it's like when I think about the world and all that's going, and it don't seem like the world is getting better, you know. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just like it just it brings. I hate to say fear, but a death or anxiety. It brings a level of anxiety to me. That's just like Lord, like I don't, you know, I want it, but you know, in mm-hmm. your please, in your timing, because right. <laughs> Right now, I'm okay. Right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's that's me. I don't know if I even answered the yeah. question, but that, that's just how I feel. <laughs> yeah. I can relate. I, just, I, I mean, I just think about all of the stuff that I call and ask my mother, like all the things that I really just don't know. That I mean, yeah. you could Google, but it just be so many answers on Google. Like I think about like when I have a baby, my first question would be like, how often after you have the baby? do you wash the baby? Like, am I supposed to wash the baby every day or do I wait a week and then wash it and then wash it like two weeks after that? Oh, <laughs> like, but it's like, it, Jesus. The it, child. I'm just saying the baby. <laughs> and then like, if you Google it, it'd be just a bunch of different answers and everybody giving their opinions. But it's like, if I didn't have my mom, like I would go to, you know, I would go crazy because it's like, I would probably call my mom and be like, mom, how often are you supposed to wash the baby? <laughs> what you supposed to wash it with when you wash it yep. you know what I mean so I would be lost you can watch the baby on YouTube uh, he's on TV sometimes you know what something is wrong with all of y'all Oh, y'all knew what I was talking about. Lord, I'm gonna go. Wash. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say. Yeah, because I'm I'm holding all my responses. Good, because I did. Because I know you are, mom. So I'm curious as to what that that's been like for you. But I'm I'm gonna keep mine short. Um, it's similar, really, to said day. Like for me, I think I've always. Me and my mom, I'm her only child, so it's like a different dynamic within our relationship. She is my friend, not one of my little friends. She is, you know, you know, she is a friend, <laughs> and I appreciate her with anything, kind of like you just said, Day. Now, I wouldn't, because sometimes she just don't need enough. But the fact that I have that option, and the fact that no matter what, like, I know that, you know, she got my back. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what, it, she always going to hold me down. Like, no matter what, it's just like you similar, again, Charday, like you said, like, she's like the the glimpse of God in my life. You know what I mean? I hope that I aspire to be the exact same way with my children. My child. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's so funny that you said your mom is your friend because my mom used to always tell me I ain't your little friend. That's why I said it. Mine still tell me she ain't my little friend. And my mom used to tell me that all the time. And so now with me in my adulthood, my mom's like, you know, we friends. I'm like, uh-uh. You ain't my little, little friend. Right. <laughs> you told me you was not my friend. And I said, and unfortunately, I am not taking applications right now. So <laughs> we're just our friends. Ooh. Look at my mom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, um, I, okay. So for me. I really, it's crazy because everything that Charday said from the beginning, that is what, you know, that's how I'm raising Haven. My mom was very honest with me with everything. 
Um, you know, I had my cycle. I started my cycle at nine, ten. Oh my That's god! And, yeah, yes. That is so Very sad. Young. <laughs> Very young. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and um, you know, but I was prepared for it. Like my mom started talking to me about my body at a young age. So when I got my cycle, um, I think I was I was home uh, by myself. And, you know, you know, back in the day when you was younger, you could still stay home by yourself. I know yeah. some people do it now, but not as much. Um, but my I I was home by myself. I think my mom was on her way home work or she was still at work or whatnot. And I got in my cycle. I knew to go to the bathroom, get the pad, put it on. And when she got home, I told her, like, Mom, I got my cycle. We talked about it more. So, like, those type of experiences is what I had with my mom. And I always appreciated that because, like I was saying earlier, and like Sade said, like, when you're talking to different women and even different teenagers, they don't Mm -hmm. know. They don't know because their mom is probably, unfortunately, you know, we're talking save girl secrets. They're caught up in the church. They're thinking about church stuff more than their children. So these young girls don't even know proper hygiene because you running after every Bible study. So yeah, or um, even thinking that or even even thinking that is something that as Christians you're not supposed to talk about. Like you're telling your daughter to abstain and that's great. That is great. But it's but why why? and at some point you still have to sit down and have a conversation about what sex is, Mm -hmm. about what her body parts are because Exactly. I'm realizing that if you don't tell her, somebody gonna tell her, and somebody and somebody gonna take a step further and show her. Yeah, and I remember even I was like, I, I think I told y'all this story before. I was like 10 or 11. It was a show that used to come on, I think, public television, and they were talking about sex. And my mom, I was watching it, and my mom was like, "Okay, I'm gonna show you what this condom look like in real life." Besides the show, and she pulled out the condom, she put it on a banana, and she said, "This is what she like." Like, but a lot of like, Christian oh, mothers really? is not; they don't want to go there. This is true. Yeah, my mom, so. you, you, we barely kept bananas in the house. So. So I know for me, like th- that's how I was raised. Like even though it was a strict caribbean household and then when we got saved it was a strict christian household my mom was still very honest Mm. with certain things so it's like with me you know my my daughter like i'm not gonna sit there like like you said Charday, like i'm gonna tell her things before other people tell her like i'm not gonna have this world telling my daughter a warped sense of who she is how her body is supposed to flow what she's supposed to look like oh um when she's supposed to have sex, like I'm not allowing anybody else to come in and try to shape her reality in a, in a, a warped, misconstrued, yeah. a warped way. Exactly. So I know, um, with, with Lauren, um, I will say this, every woman has that feeling of what if I am not a good enough mother? I was, I, you know, y'all know my desire to have children, you know, you guys have walked with me even believing for Haven. And, but even in that, when I got pregnant, I was scared. Like even me believing God for a child for years and then getting pregnant, I was scared. And then when I found out it was a girl, I was terrified Hmm. because I was like, am I going to be a good enough girl mom? You know, like at like the, no that I went through as a as a young woman or and you know the different questions that I had the different things I went through with my body that I went through with men and self-esteem and all those different types of things I'm like am I going to be a good enough mom and when I tell you when Haven when I when Haven was born and they put her in my arms it just felt like everything clicked Mm. like and it was like they, you can have all the instruction manuals in the world. Listen, I appreciate my mama. I appreciate every doctor that I've worked with. I appreciate Google. But something about the Holy Spirit. Come on now. And how it just flo- Like when I tell y'all, it just flows. Like you can read all you want to read. Like y'all, I done read everything. Everything. Because I'm just curious. I'm that type of person. Um, 
but the way Holy Spirit flows when it comes to raising your child and when it's, it's like, okay, Lord, this is your child. At the end of the day, this is your child and you, you gave her to me. Mm. So I know I can do this. I know I can do this. So show me every single way how to raise this child, what to do from the, the biggest things to the simplest things. How do I move? And it can be very scary, but listen, I remember when Haven turned one, Sylvester and I, like, uh, it wasn't even at the birthday party. I think it was when we were home by ourselves and we was like, babe, we made it. We made it. We made it a year. Like we did it. Like that was a celebration for us because it was like, wow, we like we survived a whole year as parents, like a whole year. And even her is at two now. It's like, man. Two years in, man, we doing this. <laughs> we did that. Like, what? So I know that, like, it can be very scary. And like you said, especially how the world is today, um, you know, you have to make certain decisions. Like, y'all know I had to make decisions um, as the corona pandemic broke out, even with when it came to my child. My child has not left the house in, what is this, five, six weeks? Mm. You know, she has not gone to a store. She has been in the house or walk, walking in the neighborhood or in our car because we took a drive. But other than that, she has not been in a store. She has not seen another human being like close within a close vicinity besides her and myself and her father. And that's a hard decision to make because it's like, dang, you know, like, you know, I want her to go to school. I want her to do certain things. I want her, you know, but it's like, I have to protect my child. And all of that is Holy Spirit. Like, all right, Lord, should we do this? Nope. Keep her here. All right, Lord, when do you think it's time for her to go back to school? Well, you know what? June sounds cool, but we're going we gonna, we gonna to see how it is until then. Like, all of that is spirit driven. It's, it's never like, I'm just sitting here winging it by myself. I'm like, all right, Lord. I don't know what to do. So you got to tell me this is hard. Even the, like when she's been sick, you know, and you trying to figure out what's going on. Holy Spirit be like, like the other day, she was like, my, my head, my head. She kept complaining about her head. And I was like, Lord, what is going on? I really do not want to go to a hospital right mm-hmm. now. I don't want to go to an urgent care because they said, don't go unless you really have to. What's up? And he was like, she just got a headache. Just give her some <clears throat> children's Tylenol. She'll be all right. And I was like, okay, I gave her some children's Tylenol and she was fine. You know, so it it's very scary, but I'm just like, this is all God. This <laughs> is all God. And one thing that Pastor um Pastor Dollar said that really freed me, like being a parent and then freed me even with my own parents is he was like, nobody teaches you how to be a parent. We're all at the end of the day, human beings, we're male, female. And even though we have had parents, like we have parents, nobody taught them how to be parents and nobody taught their parents' parents to be ha- how to be parents. So we all have to extend grace um, to even our parents, the different things that, you know, they did while we were growing up in the way they raised us. And we might not be now like, man, you was, you was tripping. Yeah, but she didn't know no better. He didn't know no better because they they were never taught to be parents. They were doing the best that they could. So everything is grace at the end of the day. So and when he said that, I was like, man, because it was certain things, you know, I was like, why my parents do that? Why they raise me like that? I didn't agree with that. And it's like, you know what? I have to extend grace to them because they were not taught to be parents. Nobody is taught to be parents. Because there are certain things that my mom doesn't necessarily agree with, with with how I raise Haven. And I don't agree with her as a grandmother. But guess what? We come together and we like, okay, well, Ma, I would prefer this, 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 and this. And she's like, okay, I respect your wishes, even though I don't completely agree with it. So it's all grace and Holy Spirit (laughs) at the end of the day. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that because it makes me think about a time where, um, my mom and I just weren't agreeing on something. And I remember sharing this with you, Denisa. Um, I was literally like going to God about it. 
And he shared the same thing with me. He was like, your mother has never had a 25. I don't know if I was 25 or whatever, but he was like, your mother has never had a 25 year old daughter mm-hmm. before you. And so it just like opened my eyes up, you know, to just, just like you said, going with the flow or like giving grace or just really trying to figure it out and not just get so caught up on your emotion. Like, ah, oh, she just don't, she just, you know, it's like, no, like, if you think about it, your mom has never had a 20-something-year-old child, and you've never had a mother that had a 20-something-year-old child, you know? So y'all both are experiencing new experiences at the same time. So, of course, that may not not necessarily be as smooth as it was when you was a child, because you was a child. So when your mom said what you Mm -hmm. had to say, it was like, you go with the flow. So I think it's I think it's definitely like what you're saying. It's just like having that that level of grace and understanding um, that in life is literally about transition. And it's like, how do you guys or how do you and your mother get through that through a transitional period Um, Mm -hmm. and not not take things to heart? Just literally be open Mm -hmm. to like, okay, this is just it's just a hurdle. We're going to get over it, you know, Mm -hmm. and then on to the next. You know, I love yep. to share that because when I think about how me and my mother got through our rough patch or our rough season or whatever, it was definitely God, him giving me a revelation of, you know, that I just was immature. You know what I mean? That I wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. taken, you know, mm. that I didn't look to him about the situation, that I was very selfish and very stubborn. You know, he had to like reveal a lot of things to me. And then I, I had, when I looked at it, at the end of the day, my mother has never shown me anything other than that she loves me and that she wants the best for me. So whatever decisions mm-hmm. are being made, whatever advice she's given, even if I don't like it, you know, I know it's not com- sometimes. Yeah, I know that it's coming from I love you. I care about you. I want the best for you. And from her you know, perspective, this is what the best looks like. This is what, even if I don't agree with the advice, even if I don't, you know, take it at the end of the day, I know it's coming from a space of of love. Mm hmm. All right, guys. Well, do you guys want to take a quick break and then we'll be back with a a scripture, a word and wrap this thing up? Sounds good to me. All righty. All right, ladies, we will be back. Saved Girl Secrets is brought to you in part by the Hair Razor Hair and Skin Oil. Visit www.thehairraiser.com for more info. All right, ladies, we are back. You got the scripture? Yeah, so the scripture is coming out of Proverbs 31, verse 28. And it says that her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. And so that speaks to me pretty much saying that as a child, at a certain point, you will call your mother blessed. And so will um, your her husband or your daddy. Um you would just stand and call your mother's blessed. And I think that was the whole synopsis of this whole episode. It's just that when we think about our mothers and we think about the impact that they've had on our lives, um, we're blessed and she's been a blessing to us. Amen. Amen. And our woman currently winning for the week all the mothers in the place with <laughs> Every mother out there, listen, motherhood is whoo. Amen. Amen. <laughs> listen. So happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Day guys. Yes. To all of the amazing mothers listen, out there. Listen, I just want to give people um, advice. I want to give some people advice. If you were listening to this on the day that it has come out, what I need you to do right now is go to the Pro Flowers or wherever you go to get your mama day mm-hmm. stuff and buy it today, or you're going to have to pay them extra fees. You're welcome. <laughs> you got a week. Oh, you no, you do what? not have a week because after today, they're going to charge them extra fees. This, that's true. Okay, true. True. You know what? If you're a mom, that's I think true. you should like send us a picture, DM it to us so we can post it in our stories and say happy oh, Mother's yeah. Day to you. Yes, that'll be send so us, cute. Or send your, your mom. kiddos. Yes, or send your mom. Yes, you and your mom. I'm sending Deborah Denise. You know, y'all gonna see her. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sending you and your mom. And then even I just want to show some love to those uh women out there whose mothers are no longer yeah. with us. Yeah. 
Um, I know for a lot of people, this is such a hard time and, you know, it's a, it's an interesting reminder and, you know, you're seeing all the moms and their daughters and it really touches you. So we just want to extend our love to you as well. Um, to those women who, uh, whose mothers are no longer here with us. Yeah. Yeah, guys. So, yeah, this was a great conversation. I, so. like, I loved it. I loved it too. I loved it. It can go on to like all, a lot of the stuff that we talked about can roll over into other stuff. Absolutely. Listen, yeah. listen. And I'm just gonna say this. I was gonna say this before, but if you ain't talking to your mama, give her a call. Yes. Call her up right now. You know, and just talk. Um, extend grace you know, to your mom or you even, uh, or mothers extend grace to your daughters, you know, call them, call them, you know, and just, you know, that's good. Start a conversation. Ask the Lord for the word. Start a conversation. You don't know where to start. Yes. You don't don't know where it is. Just be like, Lord, help me. You just start off with the boys to men song. Mama. 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 <laughs> you can do Tupac too now if you ain't got the kind of mama that boys in there. Speak some Tupac in there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's funny. So that is funny. But um I really enjoyed this conversation with Me you ladies. Too. Um it was awesome. Like I really, really enjoyed this conversation. And I hope you ladies listening, you guys enjoyed it as well. Um do y'all have anything else before we go? No, no, no. I think that was it. I think we touched wow. on all of it. Um, the only thing else I would say is that if you're a Christian mom and you're in the church, um, yield to the Holy Spirit on talking to your daughter. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's it. Yep. <laughs> all right, ladies. Well, that is all we have for today. Again, happy Mother's Day. Enjoy this time. Love on your moms. Love on your daughters. Love on your grandkids. All of that. Uh, we love y'all, and we will see y'all yes. soon. Or listen to you. Hear y'all again. Hear us again. Love and peace, guys. See you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.